Welcome to the K-Hole. People are dying. My name is Ashley Brandt. And my name is Brooke Marine. And we're going to be talking about Season 12, Episode 7 of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, entitled Snow You Didn't. Very, um, very clever. They've been good about the titles. I've said that before, but they've been pretty good this season. Sometimes it feels like they have, like, a list of, like, puns. Like, they, they're pulling puns out of a hat sometimes. Yeah, I mean, this one This one isn't as good as Significant Others and Significant Brothers. I think that might have been my favorite. That's definitely the crowning achievement of this season. And this episode is all about Significant Others and Significant Brothers, TBH. Exactly. But let's really talk is. about IRL news. Because last week we said there was none, and then a bunch of shit happened. Yes. I mean, first... Um, Kanye announced dates and sold tickets for the St. Pablo tour. I did not get tickets to it, but there are still tickets available in a lot of cities, I I bought tickets. I have tickets. I'm going to the Oakland show. So if anyone else will be at the Oakland show, let me know. We will hang out. We can talk. Um, I'm really hoping to see St. and North on this tour. That is my desire. That would be good. I mean, I checked, the last time I checked was, like, maybe three days ago, and they still had tickets for, like, Chicago, Philadelphia, some other cities, um, so I think, and they, they're, I think that there's, it's possible to get tickets, but if you're interested in that sort of thing, it's called St. Pablo, which I, I really thought he, I don't, I thought, I don't know, I thought he was going to call it the Life of Pablo tour. But well, he added a track to the album right. entitled "Saint Pablo." He keeps adding these tracks. It'll never be yeah. finished. This this album will never officially be finished. Like ten years from now, he's gonna update it <laughs> with like a hidden track. I mean, yeah, but this is also like a really interesting take on like. It's not interesting i should not call this interesting it is a take and it is a play on like the artistic process and the idea of like never finished only abandoned which is a way that i think a lot of artists conceptualize their work is like it's never really done you just kind of have to move on from it um sure yeah that's fair i mean you have to let go at some point but yeah so i think you know how many artists out there would edit their you know works that are out there in the world if they had that opportunity um and kanye is just taking advantage of it because he works in a primarily digital medium at this point yeah that's true um another big big um piece of kardashian news kim did a she was profiled by gq magazine and I read the interview, and I really liked it. Um, it was so good. It was good. A few things of note. One, before Kim Kardashian West goes to sleep every night, she deletes every single text and email from her phone. I love that. A little burn after reading. I do, too. I, I should oh do that, God. honestly. I feel like it would relieve a lot of stress if I knew that I was going to bed with an empty phone honestly same i have 35 messages right now she also i don't said, know from what <laughs> i know i have so many notifications it's like every five seconds 
more people are contacting me. I'm not that popular. It's like the same four people. But, you know, I think also at the end of the article, Kim mentioned that she remembers everything, which I completely believe. Yes. Yes. She and that's does. so scary. <laughs> no, I totally believe that. I am just so interested in Kim's mind. I feel like her like mental space is so meticulously organized. It must be. And the thing is like she's her career and her where she is right now, she's gotten here because of transparency. So she has no reason to lie about anything. So whenever she talks about herself or her relationship with Kanye and her family and her kids or with other people in the entertainment industry, there's no reason to not believe her. You know, like, why would she lie about anything? Mm-hmm. I definitely think that sometimes she omits things. Like, I think sometimes she's not... Sometimes I think she is a little opaque, but she's still creating that illusion of transparency, which was a lot about uh, a lot about what the GQ writer kind of was pulling on. Because in their second meeting, Kim is like, "Touch my boob, feel how soft it is." Right, so you can feel like you are able to access the most intimate parts of her life without actually, like, because that doesn't tell you anything. It just tells you what her chest feels like which like who cares you know um because how many people are ever going to get close enough to Mm -hmm. touch her um but one of the major parts of this uh profile is that you know sort of made the headlines in the last week and is still making the headlines there's still a supposed beef Mm -hmm. between kanye well I, i guess at this point kim and kanye since they were both in the room together on the phone while this happened um and taylor swift so like apparently kanye while he's recording an album has a documentary crew follow him or like i mean not not necessarily a documentary crew but he films and records everything a film crew of sorts records everything yeah to possibly make a documentary one day um which i would love to see and oh i would watch that <laughs> so like he called taylor swift to talk about the line about her in his song famous on the life of pablo and apparently they have footage of taylor swift giving verbal consent to kanye to say yes keep the line in there about me in famous um i'm fine with it we'll laugh when we're at the met gala everyone will just like think that i'm really upset but in reality i'll be in on the joke it'll be great and that's not at all what happened um she made a huge deal about how she hated that line and how like people in the industry were gonna put you down and stuff like that yep yep um and not so well and first of all actually to backtrack kim said you know that they have this footage and that um as soon as taylor came out kind of condemning the song taylor's legal team reached out to kim and kanye and their their people and basically said destroy the footage which begs the question how did taylor know she was being recorded did she know she was being recorded um but what kim is saying is that this was like 
a real you know taylor swift pulled a pr fast one on them and that she knows it right and the reason that kim believes that taylor is aware of all of this is because she recently broke up with calvin harris dj calvin harris and started like the same day i think it was the same day maybe the day before the gq profile came out these photos of taylor swift on vacation in rhode island making out with tom hiddleston of all people (laughs) these like paparazzi (laughs) photos i mean i read in a couple places that those photos and their relationship in general is staged and those photos taylor allowed them to leak so that there would be attention surrounding her relationship and not attention focusing on the fact that she pulled a fast one on kim and kanye this is so crazy this is a real turn in taylor swift's pr uh because previously you know she's always been very like self-victimizing and um has never had a rebound relationship like this the turnaround time is two weeks she apparently broke up with calvin harris over the phone and she's already like making out with this guy outside of her house (laughs) not to like anyone should feel free to do that at any time but this is not the actions of the taylor swift that we have known in the public eye no i don't think like i swear the last time i feel like she was in the northeast like wasn't that when she was dating that kennedy i can't remember which one she bought that house that house to like be close to that underage kennedy (laughs) boy (laughs) that's honestly crazy that's so crazy why would anyone do that (laughs) but (laughs) she used to buy houses near all of her significant others for all of those short-term relationships she like bought a house in england like a property in england after she had started dating harry styles i mean i guess if you have that much money go for it but like i don't know i think i do think there is a part of me that i think a significant part of me that does believe that the relationship between taylor and tom is staged it's a pr stunt i think that they might and this is me completely speculating i think that they might enjoy each other's company i mean maybe they are friends maybe they are casually dating but i really think that those photos were leaked on purpose at the same time as the gq profile of kim and i think that like the whole like calvin harris is saying that he's had no idea he had no idea that she was going to break up with him like they had been together for almost two years maybe a year a year yeah that's a long time i think that's a long time for like pretty much anyone no matter how famous you are and like you know he's saying that he didn't know anything about the fact that they were going to break up but like at first he tweeted like oh two people made a mature decision but in reality she broke up with him over the phone which is just ironic because i remember she made such a big deal about joe jonas breaking up with her over the phone i know i don't know how many years ago six or seven years ago she was like yeah didn't he leave her a voicemail breaking yeah up with she like though? went on ellen i remember she was like and then you know what in the future i won't even think about that time that that boy broke up with me on the on my voicemail when i was 18 and like that was her talking about how joe jonas like broke up with her on the phone and how upset it made her 
and then she did the same thing. I don't know. If you're dating someone for longer than a year, depending on the circumstances, if you are, I think both parties are in like an amicable relationship for the most part, you owe it to the person to not break up with them on the phone unless it is some sort of PR shit, mm-hmm. which it probably was. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think the biggest indication that this is a PR play is the fact that these photos were taken in Rhode (laughs) Island. What paparazzi are just hanging out in Rhode Island on this private beach next to Taylor Swift's house? Like, that's what I mean. Like, it wasn't even on, like, Cape Cod. It's not in the Hamptons. Like, she's in Rhode Island a lovely lovely place to vacation but how many paparazzi are actually like you said how many paparazzi are just chilling like waiting for celebrities to show up in rhode island probably not many i would guess exactly exactly but i also want to go back to that gq interview really quick because it demonstrated how solid my faves are in their relationship when Katie Weaver of GQ, who wrote the profile, was like, Kim, what do you do that drives Kanye crazy? And she couldn't think of anything. So she called Kanye and they had a two minute conversation trying to come up with what Kim could possibly do that would drive Kanye crazy. And what they came up with was that Kim sometimes forgets to forward Kanye emails that she said she would forward to him. That's amazing. That's the type of... I love them so much. That's the type of, like... This is what I mean when I say that they were meant for each other. Because who else, after how many years of knowing each other... What person do I even know in my own life that I could say, they do absolutely nothing that irritates me? Like, I can't... I can't... I can't think of a person who doesn't irritate me at some point. Especially if you're married to someone. No, that's so real. Oh, Yeah. No kidding. I'm so fascinated by their relationship because I feel like they maybe don't experience emotional intimacy, and I love that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to experience emotional intimacy, so I feel like this is this is the model <laughs> I want for my relationships. Honestly, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Because it seems it sometimes. <laughs> when they talk about each other I wouldn't say that it seems empty but there does seem to be some sort of lack of like yeah I guess emotional intimacy or like romantic I don't know they obviously have a very sexual relationship because they talk about it all the time and like good for them they both seem to be getting what they want in that area but like that's crazy that literally the only thing that she does that bothers him is forget to forward emails i feel like if i were married to someone for longer than five seconds i'd already have a list of 20 things they do that get on my nerves oh (laughs) god yeah i feel like i meet someone and i just start compiling that list yeah of course i'm ready for that question for anyone in my life of course you know just hit me with it of course i probably have a laundry list for just about everyone it makes me sounds really mean but like you know what i mean i do know what you mean and i think that everyone feels this way and if you don't feel this way 
I'm supremely jealous and like a little angry, I think, if there is someone in this world that doesn't feel this way about most people they interact <laughs> with. I know. That's why Kim and Kanye fascinate me. So fascinating. Another revelation from the GQ profile was Kim talking about her political affiliations. She had previously described herself as basically the bullshit answer that all young libertarians give where they say they're, you know, socially liberal, fiscally (laughs) conservative. But in this interview, she actually says, oh, I used to just kind of vote as my parents voted, but now I've really like opened up my eyes blah 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 i'm gonna support hillary um in the election we already knew that from her twitter and then this week as the as congress has attempted to pass um some anti-gun legislature kim has been tweeting her support for the house democrats during the sit-in um her support for gun control regulation like this is the most politically active she has ever been i know she's honestly I was not expecting that many, you know, like, I thought maybe we might get one or two tweets from Kim about gun legislation, but she has retweeted, let's see, she's retweeted a a few representatives, Democratic representatives, she's tweeted, like, at least five or six different of her, tweets of her own, of her own thoughts about the what did she say? The fact that anyone can so easily access guns is so scary, and after all the devastating loss, the Senate should not have failed us. Um, she's retweeting a lot she's of stuff. She's also been retweeting um, Igor Volsky, who is the deputy director for the Center for American Progress. Um, if you've been on Twitter, you have probably seen him retweeted a lot. He tweets a lot about um, the NRA and the exact donations that members of Congress receive from the NRA, and he calls that out uh, when members of Congress offer thoughts and prayers to victims of shootings instead of, uh, you know, gun control legislation. Legislation. So she's been retweeting that, which is, like, pretty politically intense, because at that point, you're not just critiquing the lack of gun control legislature, you are also critiquing lobbying as an industry and the NRA. Exactly. Yeah. No, she's... She's pretty political. I also thought it was funny in the interview when they were discussing how she was, I don't know, filming something for her app. And it was like, fuck, Mary kill. And the options were... Oh, my I God. Think it was George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and Barack Obama, maybe? I can't remember. And Kim, Kim was yeah. like, oh, but I love George. And then her people were like... He's such a cute little president. Yeah, people were like, you cannot put that in your app. Like, you can't, you can't let people know that you think that George Bush is a cute little man. Which is hilarious to me. <laughs> she, she has become very political. And I'm here for it. I'm, yeah, I'm loving her awakening here, here and now. Oh, also something that's recent. Um, this might have been last week, but I feel like it's been blowing up more this week the kimoji phone cases i want one yes i think they're cute um did you see kim's snap yesterday when she was like showing the special uh phone cases she made for her sisters or had made for her sisters one for kylie one for chloe the chloe one had the 
I cannot say it. That okay <laughs> she does with the trill. Yeah. That was on the phone case. The Kylie one was like this weird Kylie crying face. Um, and then she pans over to an empty space on the desk and says, and none for Courtney because she would sue me, which is a callback to when Kim wanted to put Courtney in her game and Courtney got upset and was like, why do I have to do everything you tell me to do? And then sent Kim a cease and desist oh my gosh. letter. Yes. I also... I love self-aware I know, I love when she does this. I think they're so funny. I actually have no idea how much they cost, but if they cost less than $30, I'm going to order one tonight. <laughs> they're cute. Fair enough. I'm looking forward to seeing that. They're cute. Um, let's jump into let's jump into the episode though. This is the first part of our two-part vacation episode for this uh this season. And they're headed to Which Vail. Which none of them knew, because for once, Chris Jenner successfully kept a secret. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big accomplishment in Chris Jenner's life. I feel like the A-plot could have easily been, like, Chris is trying to keep it a secret, but she told the wrong people, and information's getting out. But, I mean, also, they take the hour-and-a-half plane ride and land in Colorado and then everyone turns on their phones and they're like we're in Colorado I know they're they all knew I mean by the time they landed but it was cute that they really had no idea when they got on the plane or at least they they all successfully pretended like they had no idea very true so this is kind of a callback to their childhoods and to the trips that they took with Robert Kardashian Sr., as well as family friends who end up joining them on the trip, including one Todd Cranes, the real Todd Cranes, uh, who was also joined by Scott, who comes on the family trip. I love I love Todd Cranes. Todd Cranes seems so fun based on this episode, based on his Instagram that I just recently started following. I'll probably follow him on Snapchat soon. He seems like someone I would be friends with. And I'm actually very happy and surprised that he was in this episode. But I did remember when they they Snapchatted a couple months ago. This whole trip. Yeah, so f- for everyone who's not familiar, Scott went through this phase where he would prank call chris and put on this weird voice and say auntie chris it's todd cranes um todd cranes obviously being chris's like godson or something (laughs) like that um and chris would get upset and say like stop calling me she didn't know it was scott because he was like blocking his number and courtney was in on it and then they had a big reveal where todd cranes actually came to the house and then scott popped out from around a corner and like did the voice it's a, it's a whole, whole thing. thing. It's it's one of the most memorable shenanigans Iconic. they've had. Iconic. And it's cute, too. Truly. I mean, in terms of what Scott does, this is probably the most benign <laughs> thing that he's ever <laughs> done on true. the show. That's true. Um, but yeah, Chris organizes the trip, and the first person she, first person she calls to tell about the trip is Rob. And she says, listen, I want to take the family on a trip, but I don't want to tell them where it's going to be. You're not allowed to tell anyone, but I only want to do this if you're going to come because I really want you to be there, blah, blah, blah. And Rob is like, yeah, I'll come. I'll be there. And so everyone is expecting Rob to show up. And because Rob isn't going to show up, 
Chris was like, well, Tyga can't come because that would obviously put Rob in an awkward position. Mm -hmm. So she's like, don't worry. T's not coming. Mm -hmm. It's just family. Rob's like, fine, I'll do it. Tyga's not going to come, which Kylie seemed like okay with at that point, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the day comes. They all take two private planes and they're waiting on Rob and he never shows up. And the second... Typical Rob. The second Typical they find Rob. out that Rob isn't going, um, Kylie texts Tyga and is like, T's coming. So I thought that was a little suspicious, but she did get what she wanted in the end because he did show up. Yeah, yeah, he does. And I mean, it's pretty obvious that no one really cares for Tyga. No. He can't carry a plot line. Courtney is mad at him because scott has been partying with tyga and that kind of forms the b plot um where court is like oh i just want to like confront tyga which is something she was saying in an earlier episode and then he comes he comes about a day into the trip um and then they have a sit down and then it's like so anticlimactic because she's already talked to her sisters and chloe has already been like well look at my situation with lamar i can't blame other people for his actions so you just have to hold scott accountable so by the time courtney gets around to confronting tyga she's already kind of like oh i feel bad that i like blamed you for this she's already over and he's like yeah and then he has to like deliver some lines he does not sell me on them (laughs) and then it's over yeah, he's such a drag whenever he shows up. Like, he's just boring. I wonder where where this episode is chronologically in their relationship. It's got to be a few weeks away from I think their breakup. Um, I don't know what month they went to Vail. I want to say March or something. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we know it's at the same time that Rob is getting engaged to right, Black China. Because while they're all in Colorado... They check their phones at the same time and they see that Rob has proposed to Black China in front of her entire family instead of going on this family vacation. And they're obviously very hurt by that because they have such strong values and they want to, like, you know, be there, I'm assuming, for their brother who just got engaged. And he decides that, well, while everyone is out of town that's when he's going to propose to black china yeah well and he travels i believe to kentucky yeah, which is further than colorado where she's from <laughs> yeah so i mean he goes pretty far out of his way it's not like oh it just happened i had the ring it was the moment like he planned oh, he this totally out he knew that he was not going to be on this trip and the weird thing though that like he must have really gone like to see her family family like her extended family because i don't think she's from kentucky i think she's from washington dc and i'm only assuming that she would have been in kentucky if she was you know visiting like maybe grandparents or aunts and uncles and cousins and yeah you know extended family members so he must have really exactly he went for it exactly He really did. And he did not tell anyone in his family before or after. So everyone finds out through social media. That was April 
5th when they announced their engagement via Instagram. So. Okay. And then a full month yeah. later, they and announced I mean, that they were pregnant. All right. Just keeping that that media machine churning. I mean, bless them. Live, They should live their lives. But, <laughs> you know, they've managed to stay very consistently in the headlines. The other thing I want to note, though, is when they're doing those, like, Rob and his girlfriend got engaged and we didn't know about it montage, they're showing these tweets from uh, Rob's account, Black China's account, um, the Keeping Up With The Kardashians Twitter account. I, I was just like, okay, whoever is managing that account is definitely filling you in before they post stuff. Not for, like, little stuff, but for breaking news, they're going to be like, hey, guys, just a heads up. We're posting this on, you know, an account that's connected mm-hmm. to your brand. Um, anyway, in that series of photos, you know, they have Black China's face on, on display. She's present in all of these pictures. They're not blurring her. They're not cropping her out, which is not what was happening when Rob was dating Rita Ora. When Rob was dating Rita Ora, uh, Rita didn't appear on the show. They didn't name her. And when Rob and Rita broke up, they showed some photographs of Rob and Rita together, but they blurred out her face in all of them. Yeah, she must have not given them permission. Exactly. So this indicates to me that at the time this was being cut together, uh, Black China had at least somewhat amicable relationship with the family yeah she at least signed a business contract to say yes my likeness can appear in this show because i'm sure at that point she probably already was in talks to get her own show with rob like i would assume that she would say yeah you can include me in this if you give us a spinoff you know like that's kind of a power play i think on her part yeah yeah agreed um kim does defend black china because the the family gets upset and courtney says something to the effect of we told him do what you want but don't get her pregnant and don't marry her and kim says well you can't tell him that right and i think kim is very like i said before like she knows her way around the media like she knows that it's not going to look good for her if she publicly disparages someone who she had been friends with, or at least publicly pretended to be friends with, for like a full year. Like, she knows that that's just not going to look good. So she's she's stayed pretty neutral on this whole thing so far. I think it's Chloe seems to take it the hardest, I think. Yeah, and I mean, that's just been her MO this whole season with anything that happens. Chloe's really been taking everything around her personally. Yeah, and she's, I know that she and Rob are closer in age and they're best friends and all this, you know, they have so much drama. So I get it. It works with the narrative. It does. But you know ultimately these plot lines take up very little of the episode because there is a long section in the middle where they're just skiing yes they just ski (laughs) scott and courtney well kim says kim makes a point to mention that she grew up skiing and kanye did not which is code for i grew up with 
enough money to participate in luxury leisure activities and veil every year. <laughs> and my husband didn't. And Kanye said, he's like, I'm not going to go ski. You guys can do that. Because I, I guess it seems dangerous to him or whatever. So he and North have an adorable scene where they just make snow angels. Yeah, she's like not into it either. And he's like, do you want to make snow angels with daddy? And then they do. And then she starts putting snow on his face. And then he says, oh, no, it's snowing. And then he says, I love you, Northy. And I just died. Oh, my God. It's so I'm just cute. so emotionally fragile right now. That was exactly what I needed. It's so cute. And I'm so glad that North, like, does not care about skiing. Even when, you know, her cousins, Mason and Penelope, seem to be really into it. Because when they first get on the slopes, Scott's like, court do we have to watch the kids or can we just go and i'm like all right calm down like you're there to make memories with your family or at least yeah look like you're there to make memories with your family like yeah you can watch your kids do their little bunny slopes for 30 minutes before you go on the black diamond like calm down and yeah no kidding <laughs> yeah mason was really into it i think yeah Penelope was Penelope. not. She said that her feet hurt, and I do not know where Rain and Saint were. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> were not probably, outside. Hopefully inside. Like, I hope they were inside. <sighs> they do the ski thing. The Jenners are on snowboards, which I noticed. I was like, that is a very Jenner decision of both Such of you. Such a Jenner thing. Kendall loves to snowboard. When they were in Montana, she went snowboarding and, like, ATV, whatever. I don't fucking know. I don't go outside, as you could probably tell. Um, <laughs> with her brothers with Brody and mm -hmm. Brandon um Kendall loves snowboarding I think oh also did you notice Kendall was trying to be all artsy in this episode and like follow the camera uh, follow the family around with her like 35 millimeter camera and like she would like stand oh back God. from like an observant angle and take pics I think it's cute but like I'm about that she's definitely not She's just not a Kardashian. She's a Jenner. She really is. And she has drawn that line in the sand and really made made her side of that line in the sand clear. Sorry, that was a really clunky metaphor. It started good. And then it went <laughs> it, off we, the rails. We got there. We got there at the end. Yeah, she no, she has clearly marked herself as a Jenner, I think. Yeah. But that's been a storyline for a few seasons. So they ski, and then they cut to a scene where they're, like, done skiing, and Chloe's like, oh, yeah, I don't like skiing either. Like, I don't like doing it. Or, like, what? I don't understand what they were saying. I think they were saying they like the social aspect and the nostalgia, but physically, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, I think that's what so, she was saying. Like, I think she was saying, yeah. that, like, it does hurt your feet when you wear those boots, because they pinch your feet a little bit, and, like, you can't really move. I think Courtney likes it a lot, though. Yeah, she does. But I was going to say, Chloe was saying that they got to the bottom of the hill and were talking about going up again, but then didn't. Is that how skiing works? I've um, never gone skiing in my life. Do you just go to the bottom of the hill once and you're done? No, you, like, ride the lift up. Well, first of all, like, if you, go, you ride the lift up to, like, the highest point that you're willing to, like, go down... And then you ski down, and then you can, like, ride the thing back up again and go down if you want to. But you don't have to. Okay. Is that normal to just be, like, once and I'm good? 
I feel like I feel like it would be kind of wasteful if you only did it once. Like, depending on the difficulty of the mountain. Like, if it was, like, a really big, scary mountain, I might only want to do it once. But, like, if it's a medium one, I'd probably... It's like a roller coaster. Like, if it's a medium-sized roller coaster, wouldn't you want to go on that, like, a few times? Fair enough. That's a good, good comparison. I get it now. Because, like, I feel like when I, I ride skiing. roller coasters, I if I go on the really big ones, I'm like, I'm going to do it once. And I pretty much only do it once. But they're, like, normal Honestly, ones I'll do it I, a few times. I always want to go back on a roller coaster, so I'm getting this now. Yeah, it's the adrenaline, I guess. I haven't, like, I've skied, like, twice in my life, so I really don't know. I'm not an expert. <laughs> I've never been to Vail. <laughs> Well, that could be part of our future, you know, star tour. Yeah. Special please, edition, Vail, Colorado. Send me, vale. send me to Vail. It looks nice. Oh, and they went to get ice cream, which I thought was a cute little family moment. Yeah. There was and a lot really of cute family moments bookended by these weird plots. Yeah. Like they played um, Cards Against Humanity. Kendall was really into that. Todd Cranes was really into that. Todd Cranes was so into Cards Against Humanity. I bet he would, like, kill a game of apples to apples. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. And then we got a preview of next week, which is going to really unleash the raw Black China drama. um, With the family kind of untangling how they feel about the engagement, um, kind of their relationship to the situation. We see Chloe saying that she's not going to lie anymore and, you know, say that, you know, they found out or whatever. You know, she's going to say straight up that Rob didn't tell them, basically, is what she's saying. I and then, um, Yeah. This is what we've been waiting for. That is high-quality drama. This is much better than Chris's knee injury. (laughs) It's, like, high-quality drama, but it will also give way to high-quality shenanigans because they always find their way to... They always find the humor in everything, I think. And, like, I don't know. I'm just really excited for the Black China reveal. Like, I cannot wait for, like, the moment that they show her face and she's, like, in an episode i just can't wait oh my god they're definitely gonna play music with it and i want to see if it's the (laughs) dun 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 i want to see if it's a variation on that i'm willing to bet that it will be oh it's gonna be completely over the top dramatic oh my god i'm ready i'm ready and then the other little thread that they're teasing for next week is courtney and scott getting friendly once again um you know, Courtney's just carrying this whole season on her back, and uh, I'm getting a little a little tired. I don't think she's really selling me as she was a few weeks ago, but she's gonna do it. Um, and I think that historically they've always edited Courtney and Scott's relationship in a weird way. They did one of those retrospective like season recap uh, episodes a few years ago where they looked back and they were like, "Oh, Courtney and Scott's relationship is so weird." And then they included, they, like, 
cut to all of these clips of Courtney and Scott like having fun together and like making each other laugh and like being real weird together so you know it wouldn't surprise me if this is just like a normal part of their relationship that they're now you know including on the final cut of the episode for the sake of of the drama that's my call on on what's coming up next that seems accurate i think that's probably exactly what's going to happen i don't think i don't think we're going to see anything new or find anything new between scott and court no i would i would think not um that's about it for this episode i mean part two is gonna pick up right where part one left off so we have that to look forward to next week should we roll right into power rankings i think we should i think um i think at the bottom of the list is courtney for not convincingly selling her story her plot this episode um having pretty much no real confrontation but like pretending like she's going to confront Tyga, but like I said, by the time she gets around to it, she's already over it, so it's pointless. I don't know. She seems... Also, she's super worried about Scott relapsing, so she has a lot on her plate. Doesn't seem like she's doing too well in this episode. No, not really. But coming in just above Courtney is Kendall, who does come on the trip. There is a question, will she come on the trip? She does. Um, and she's just there to take her pictures, enjoy this private jet flight that her mother has arranged. I really want to know who's paying for all of these fucking people to fly to Vail. Um, <laughs> Two jets! And, you know, she she's just going to snowboard and enjoy herself. Number five, I would say, is Chloe. I mean, she does give Courtney some advice, saying that, like... Scott's problems are his problems. She can't blame Tyga for his problems. You know, which is true. Um, And she sort of successfully, I guess, mediates that situation. Mm -hmm. But she also is pretty low-key in this episode. She doesn't say much. She doesn't do much. She goes skiing, but she complains about how much it hurts. Pretty neutral. So, yeah. Coming in above Chloe is Kylie, who makes a power move in this episode when she invites Tyga on the family vacation, despite the fact that no one likes him. (laughs) And that's a power move. And he comes. He does show up. He shows up and she makes him spaghetti. (laughs) That scene was so much cuter before he showed up. I know. She was FaceTiming with Jordan. And I think that's adorable. Yeah. That scene just had, like, child bride vibes. Right? Like, I don't know. It's their relationship. I was very grossed out when he finally showed up because I knew he would, but, like, I didn't think we'd have to see it like that. It was just, oh, she was like, I cooked for you, and, like, ew. I hate that. I hate traditional gender roles so much. Like, Kylie could love cooking more than anything in the world, and I would still hate that that happened. Well, yeah, because he's like, oh, thanks. I traveled, like, 20 hours to get here. 
Like, okay, you flew to Colorado from California. It's not like you flew across the world. Well, he was on tour, so we don't know where he was. But oh I don't know. Sounds like what he tour? Needs, what tour? Sounds like he needs to get himself a PJ, a private jet. I think he should, but he clearly does not have enough money for that. No. And Chris was not going to pay for his travel. <laughs> Absolutely not. She was like, well, if he's coming, he can figure this shit out himself. <laughs> I didn't want him here. Also, who's watching Kylie's dogs while she's gone? Harry? Maybe. Maybe. Harry she has Hudson? so many dogs now. I have she lost track of how many dogs she has. She has at least three. Norman, Bambi, I think she has Ernie. Four. Four. Oh my god. I think she has like a long haired Dotson. Yeah, I think she's she's got at least three or four dogs. She'll probably get more. She's on that Miley Cyrus level. I know. I was just gonna say because she did have a did she have a pig? There was I a pig in her house pig. for like a second. I saw it on Snapchat. I swear. Plus she had the chicken for Scott's um, psychic. That's yeah. I mean, again, regular Miley Cyrus shit. She's on her way. She's on her way. I think right above Kylie, I would say it's Kim coming in at number three. She seems Agreed. really happy. This- she's got her family. She's got her close friends. Like, she's in Colorado, which she apparently loves. Her and Kanye have that talk about how they're going to get a double-decker private jet, so they seem (laughs) great. Although this is a little low on the list for her. She's normally our top. She's usually at the top, but, like, I think the top two this week deserve their position in the top two. Agreed. So, coming in above Kim is Kris Jenner, who arranges this whole trip somehow gets seemingly like two dozen people to Colorado um, and gets them housed and ready to go manages to keep a secret the whole time I mean this is Chris at her best she does not get Rob on the plane but no one was going to get Rob on that plane oh no she she did what she could I'm actually really impressed that she kept it a secret that nobody figured it out before they landed but like you know she and she also surprised them by having photos of the family um like old family photos already at the cabin when they got there like food was already being prepared she brought the family friends in she brought todd cranes like this is chris at, on her a-game really absolutely do you want to yeah number one I will say this might be for the for the next few weeks possibly ever this might be the last time that coming in at number one we have Rob as the top of the power rankings because he lies to his mother and his family says that he's coming on vacation does not show up goes to Kentucky proposes to his girlfriend reveals on social media that they're engaged doesn't talk to his family before during or after their vacation and like that's a serious power move what's a power move if i've ever heard one 
Like, that's the definition of a power move. Like, he does not, he does not care at all what his family thinks. And he clearly used the vacation to have this time where, like, they'd all be out of town. The paparazzi wouldn't be following. He was in Kentucky. Again, what paparazzi is, like, waiting around in Kentucky to take pictures? None. Exactly. Good for him. Good for you, Rob. I hope that he makes it to the top. Yeah again but i honestly don't know if he'll ever see the top of this list for the rest of the season fair enough fair enough i mean we'll see he's ranking which is a a real change for rob serious improvement he went from zero to 60 all right well we'll just have to see how this develops in part two of our very special vacation episode um Vale, Colorado to Hyper Vale, whatever we want to call this, whatever the name of this episode will be. Um, and in the meantime, you should rate us on iTunes. Please subscribe if you're not already subscribed and follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. We're retweeting some choice content such as Martha Stewart's questionable shady tweet uh, about Jonathan Cheban. <laughs> That was a highlight this week. Iconic. So uh, go check out the K-Hole podcast or yeah, the K-Hole podcast on Twitter to see what we're talking about. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. I have unlocked my account. It feels amazing. Um, you can listen to me on other podcasts such as Twin Peaks Peaks as well as Pulp, a podcast based on a true story. You can also follow me, Brooke, on Twitter at brkmrn you can also follow me on snapchat if you want i guess at bmarine um yeah i think that's all we have for today this was the k-hole don't be fucking rude